The Bar Star Podcast is a show full of stories, opinions, and sarcasm. Hosted by a working musician based in Louisville, Kentucky. Wait a second. This guy knows he's a drummer, right? Not an actual musician? Why would anybody want to... Never mind. Episode of the Bar Star Podcast. I am your host, Stephen O'Reilly. For those of you that have been with me for nine months, we're nine months into this thing. I know you guys know my name, but I have noticed I am getting some new listeners, new subscribers. I appreciate it. You guys are awesome. Keep that shit coming. Keep the ratings and reviews coming, and let everybody know that you listen to an awesome podcast hosted by a fucking idiot great it's fantastic i know you guys really only listen because of who i have on here huh. I thought you liked me. Fuck. i hope everybody had a good week i hope everybody is doing well and as always i hope you guys went out and did some shit please take a minute to check out my sponsor prophecy inc located in the fabulous highlands that is getting so obnoxious i love it go into the shop Mention the Bar Star Podcast and you will get 10% off your tattoo by any artist in the shop, not just Travis. You need to go see Travis because that's who I use, but hey, they've got amazing artists there. This week on the show, I got a chance to hang out with my buddy, Jason Gosine. Jason lives in Charleston, South Carolina, and when my amazing wife and I went down there for our vacation a few weeks ago, I had a chance to sit down with Jason and just kind of shoot the breeze. There's no social media issues. There's no what are you listening to. There's no stories from the stage. There's none of that shit in this episode. I just wanted to have a conversation with Jason and just basically shoot the shit. Jason and I met when we were at AIM together, which is the Atlanta Institute of Music. He played my graduation. I think I played his. I could be wrong. I think I did. Uh, yes, I did. We talk about that in this episode, but it was a while ago when we talked. I've slept a lot since then. So... This is a really cool hang that Jason and I had, just shooting the breeze, talking about all the stuff he's done. He's done a lot of shit. He's seen a lot of shit. He did serve in the Navy. He served our military. So, Jason, thank you for your service. And uh, that's it. I'm going to keep this open pretty short and sweet and simple. Uh, I hope you enjoy my conversation I had with Jason. He's a good dude, and uh, we are some ball-busting pricks because Jason's a douchebag. Oh yeah, Jason, you forgot. I get to record and edit shit. So I have the last word. Because you're amazing. By the way, his face is so fucking red right now. That's fantastic. Here's my conversation with my buddy, Jason Gosine. <laughs> I got dots and X's. Um, I am sitting here with my buddy Jason Gosai, who I went to AIM with, which is the Atlanta Institute of Music. For those of you that don't remember or don't know, we are sitting in his shop, which is called Rusty's Cool Guitars in Mount Pleasant, South Carolina. Yes. This is such a cool shop. 
Yes. And before we talk about anything else, you have got to talk about what this shop does because it's fucking cool. All right. Well, Rusty's is actually the brainchild of uh, one Mr. John Campy. And uh, he retired at a decent age. He's an awesome dude, by the way. I met yes, him the other yes. day. He's, Very cool dude. He's an awesome dude. And uh, Go ahead. Say something, <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> we got we got into it over what was it uh angry yeah. orchards and the word awesome Amazing. that is highly overused by mr o'reilly yeah well the word literally is highly overused by uh, you. I, it doesn't sound right without the british accent now. oh excuse me literally <laughs> thank you very much You're welcome. so what rusty's does is um john loves music he's uh been playing music guitar ukulele his whole life and uh, he wanted to give something back to the community, so he decided to buy custom guitars and amps. And whatever profit he makes goes to Guitars for Vets, Animal Rescue. Nice. And here in Charleston, uh, continuing music education in conjunction with the Gilliard Theater, which puts on pretty decent shows like Crosby, nice. Stills, and Nash kind of level stuff. Right. Well, he was telling us uh, when I met him the other day, he was telling us about... Uh, he had, he did something with uh, Graham Nash. Yeah, yeah. A guitar. He built a guitar. Well, form actually, what it is one. is um, he's going actually this week to North Carolina to the guy that builds for these guys, and uh, Graham Nash and Mr. Crosby are going to endorse the guitar that John's having built from their luthier. Oh, nice! And then very they're cool. going to sell it for charity. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Well, this this shop is very cool. Um, when we came in, Stacy took some pictures, so don't worry, guys. I will post some pictures of the guitars because they're amazing. I know I'm a drummer, and I shouldn't know anything about guitars, but I know pretty <laughs> when I see it, damn it. <laughs> you better know something. You've been in this business a long time. That's true. That's true. Oh, look, six strings. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> hey, dog. Yo, Bo. Come <laughs> over here, man. Check this six out. six strings. Come here and look at it. It's fucking pretty. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, I did a show with my buddy Charles Funk, who I, we figured out we haven't seen each other in 15 years. We maffed on the show. So you and I are oh, going to math. Oh, wow. Math it. Mm-hmm. Dude, I'm, math I'm it. not good at math. That's a drummer thing. Uh, no, and I, 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 I could do four, gra- three, <laughs> and six. Those are my time signatures. <laughs> maybe yeah. half time. Maybe half time. So here, here's the math. How long has it been since we've seen each other? Well, I graduated January 2007, and I was there a year and a half, and you were there the whole time. So. Well, I graduated September 24th, 2006. Yeah, but you came back to – you were teaching there at that point. I was teaching there. Yeah, you were there the whole time that I was there. You might not have been one of his peon students the whole time. Well, but. February 2007 is when I moved to Louisville. Yeah, yeah. I so remember that. Right after the graduation. After your graduation. Yeah, after mine. Because I graduated in September. Which you can see on YouTube part of it. Yeah, there's somebody yeah, actually. Frankenstein has. Yeah. You start at this drum solo. So yeah, goes, I forgot about that. Somebody texted me about that and said, dude, I didn't know you played Frankenstein. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then yeah. I saw the video and I went, oh, yeah. Because you played on my gradu- at my graduation. Yes, yes. We did Thank the Mirror by Dream Theater and I forgot the other one we did. Was it? I don't know. I remember chromosome for somebody else, but I don't remember. No, I wouldn't do. I would never do that. It's a gesture. Um, yeah, um, <laughs> you said math. You didn't say songs. <laughs> All right, fine. Anyway, all so, I remember is I was honored that you asked me. Well, I, I well, who the hell else was I going to ask? I don't know. You're was, a dude. We went to school with Tosin Abasi. Are you kidding me? Benjamin Forehand. Those are true, some amazing dudes, true. man. And for those of you that just perked up and went, Tosin, I know that name. Yes, I did go to, we did go to school with a guitar player for Animals as Leaders. 
Yep, yep. But good for him. He's fucking killing. Yeah, no. Nah. That dude was good. When I remember when he walked in and we were all going, "Who the fuck is this?" Yeah, that who's this guy? Yeah, he, with his Schecter seven string. Fucking killed it. That dude is so good. Yeah. So that would mean we haven't seen each other in eleven years. Oh my gosh, you are so old. <laughs> Wait a minute, you're fucking older than I am. Yeah, but I look good for my age. Motherfucker, I'm pretty. Well, that doesn't mean you don't look old and pretty. It just means you you're pretty. <laughs> Touche. I can't really argue with that. Oh man. So, what have you been doing since you graduated? Everything, dude. Um, everything from music to not music. I went through uh, a little uh, the soul searching we all go through. But mine wasn't due to drugs and alcohol. Mine was due to watching people with drugs and alcohol <laughs> and uh, feeling like I wasn't gonna make it because I didn't do that shit, you know. But uh, I don't know when I when I got out of school I was really pumped and I just got with a local band here local cover band we did one original got on the radio but we were working man it was no nine oh nine and we just worked and then like I told I think we told you this story the last gig I had with this band we actually uh, had to get an ambulance for the singer like he had done so much alcohol so much drugs and I was a hospital corpsman with the Marines back in the day before right. So I, I just kept him alive until the ambulance showed up, and I stood up and looked at the other guys, and we didn't say a word. We just kind of like, hey, see you, man. Hey, and we all you. just walked out, left his ass on the floor. The EMTs came and took over. And, and that was it, right? Yeah, but, dude, we were working five to seven nights a week. I mean, that's for a hard rock cover band. That's kind that's, of unheard of. Yeah, that's there's, there's a um, – uh, they're actually not together anymore, but there was a band in Louisville called The Big Rock Show that did the same thing. They were doing all classic rock and – I hate to say light metal, but they never did anything heavy. Yeah, they did a lot of classic, and they were doing four or five nights a week. And yeah, we were they were we, they did it for years. Yeah, we did the whole state. It was pretty crazy. Nice, and that led to another gig, of course, because you always get to know people. And I ended up with a band called Souls Harbor, which has a bunch of records on uh, iTunes. Great, great band. If you guys want some uh, music, heavy music you haven't heard, right. <laughs> And uh, Eric Bass from Shinedown actually produced one of the records before he was in Shinedown, but because nice. he's he's here, he lives here, his mom lives here and stuff. Oh, cool! So, um, so I got that gig for a year, and I got to you know play the House of Blues and Myrtle Beach, open nice. up for ten years, Hatebreed, all the remains bands like that. So Jamie Johnson from Hatebreed. Yeah, it was Sorry. it was a great time, man. I looked my like, little shout out to Jamie Johnson. I looked like some emo kid during that tour. It was pretty <laughs> funny. Back when I had long hair. Like, oh, look, I think I need some mascara. <laughs> but it's not eyeliner, just, damn it. Just good times, man. And uh, then things, well, after Numb kind of like fell apart, and uh, I started just playing different cover bands. I was like, well, I'm not going to run a band because I kind of did what you did. Right. I took all the responsibility on the gear, on the trailer, right. blah, blah, blah. And so finally I was like, screw it. I'm just taking my guitar and my amp, and I'm just going to work for people. And I started doing that, and I just I just never really fit in. And I don't know if it's because my mentality wasn't there, but I remember one day walking in to one of the bathrooms on a break, and the drummer that I was in the band at the time was like selling drugs, and I'm like fucked up. I'm like I'm fucking done. And uh, <laughs> at the same time, my mom wasn't doing too good, uh, so I was like, you know, I want to get a, a a job and be closer to her and help out. So I ended up joining NOAA, the government. You know, research the National Oceanographic and Atmospheric Administration people. So I got to see her a little more often, be closer. See, kids, you know, all uh, my friends are smarter than me. <laughs> well, that was from the military time. I just kept 
get my nose clean so I could get a good well, job. Well, it doesn't matter. All my friends are smarter than me. Oh, I don't know about that, man. You married the right woman this time, so. True that. Yeah. True that. Who's in the car taking a nap? She's awesome. <laughs> Before, while she's planning her re- retreat to Jesus South Carolina. <laughs> this will be Stephen's last show in Kentucky. <laughs> no, it won't, kids. <laughs> Stacy and I will have a long conversation about that one. So, when did you, and I, I actually don't know the answer to this. Why did you, actually it's a two-parter. When did you start playing and why did you go to AIM? Oh, that's those are good. Um, I started playing. Thanks, this isn't my first rodeo, fucker. Jeez, it wasn't <laughs> quite an insult. I mean, I know I like to insult you, but <laughs> it's that wasn't actually intentional this time. Um, I started playing bass when I was you, 16. You can't help it. Your douchiness I, just I, I out do. Of you just bring it out of me. We're like freaking brothers from uh, so many different mothers. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Douche and douchier. I, it was, I was in high school, and everybody either sang or played guitar, and they're like, right. you need a bass player, dude. You want to play bass? <gasps> Hell yeah. Yeah, I'll play so bass. So my mom hooked me up. I got some gear, and Nikki Six was my man. I couldn't figure I didn't even know what drop D was, so Never I couldn't heard figure out. Yeah, man, he's just this this guy. He's just I dude. think he's in a basketball team or something. He plays bass part time. Yeah, yeah. But uh, and then <laughs> he's a guitar then, salesman. <laughs> <laughs> guitar salesman. Anyway. Um, and I went and saw that movie Crossroads with Ralph Macchio. Steve oh, yeah. is the devil's guitar player. Dude, that was it. That's a, one of the greatest music movie scenes ever. Like I looked over at my best friend at the time and ended up being my singer in my first band. Uh, and he just like what I'm like that's what I want to do. Nice. After the head cutting duel, yep. I was like, oh. so I took all my shit and I traded it in, got a Marshall half stack and a Charvel, and you know, haven't looked back, man. I was like, this is it. You know, guitars for me, and and I, I did pretty good. I mean, I, I think I had some in, inherent advantages because some people probably disagree with it, but I'm left handed, but I play right. Right. So my dominant hand's doing to me all the heavy lifting, and where the average person's dominant hand's just doing picking, which I find to be a lot easier because it's just variations of down and up. Right. So I, I've I, I've said that about drums. I, I have a really good friend, Max Maxwell. He. Uh, my Louisville people won't know who he is. He's a phenomenal drummer, but he's left-handed and he plays right-handed. Right. And his snare hand is obviously his left hand because he crosses over like a traditional right Bam, hand. Damn, it's oh got to be a cannon, God. dude. It's not just a cannon. It's defined and precise. It's so perfect. That's yeah. the only word I can think of for his left. Like, I watch him play and I want to quit. I'm like, fuck you, dude. I just quit. Yeah, I, 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 I really think it's I, I think it's an inherent advantage. I, yeah, I and my left-handed students, I teach them right-handed for that yeah, reason. That's, that's the way it should be. There's no left-handed cars. You know, <laughs> you gotta you gotta do what what what's giving. There's and no left-handed, cars. yeah, man. It's like people are like, why do you play like that? And I was like, dude, that's because I was given a guitar and that's what I played. I love you for that. <laughs> it was awesome. I mean, I'm saying is people are like, I can't do it. It doesn't feel comfortable. I'm like, dude, you drive right. I'm like, True. stop making excuses. Just grab the thing and train yourself. It's not about what's comfortable. It's about what you're able to get done. True. And just for a, a stupid point of reference, it has nothing to do with anything. I hold the steering wheel with my left hand. <laughs> Just FYI. Well, yeah, because you rest your arm here, so you got your steering wheel. Like, you yeah, know, I'm Cholo, not a, I'm not a win- Cholo O'Reilly. Yeah, I'm not a window <laughs> hanger. I can't do that bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I have to switch when I'm driving because, you know, I'm like, ah, oh, that's not comfortable. And then I can't, and I'm like, oh, whatever. So all the time I look like I'm dancing. <laughs> 
until the cops come, and then it's ten and two. Yep, ten, ten and two. Here are my hands, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so you're you did all of that stuff here, right? No, no, I'm from Sacramento, California originally. So okay. I um, I did it all there, which was a great, great environment. My teacher was. Uh, an MI guitar JIT guy, first generation Paul Gilbert. Nice. He's at, yeah, Tom uh, Armstrong Levitt actually works on EMG TV, and he is a Tesla's uh, backup guitar player because Frank Hannon's the the main guy, and they had Tommy Skeel, but he got replaced. Right. So when that guy can't do it, Tommy does it. So he's he's kicking ass, man, and uh, he's got his own thing, Smart Guitar Online as well, which I think I had a couple. Yeah, videos on there because he wanted to show some of his students improvising. And oh, so very forth. cool. Yeah, so really cool. So, and I got to meet Bruce Bouillet from Racer X back in the day. I think he just got with a scream. Nice. And uh, yeah, it was it was just great, man, because it was the '80s, the hair bands. <laughs> you know, the technique was crazy. Everybody was just playing their ass. Yeah, everybody off. was trying to outshred everybody else. Yeah, yeah. Shrapnel label was king. You know, Shrapnel. Oh man, you know, Tony McAlpine, Inves first. You know, thing after what was he in Alcatraz? It was just crazy. So, yeah, it was just amazing. Sounds right. You know, and 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 the, and there was a little bit of attitude, but for the most part, everybody was pretty cool. Like, right. You know, just really appreciated what you were doing in that style, and you know, I don't know, it's just good times. Nice. You know? <laughs> well, so what led you, f I guess, to this side and ultimately to aim? Um, well, I joined the Navy to get money for music school because you know my family wasn't really that well off. Hold up. <laughs> this motherfucker just said he joined the navy to get money for music school yeah it's it's the thing man it's like you know the the gi bill what? i like know. it no, and, I, I, and I like i've always it. wanted to serve my country my dad was in the army my oldest brother was in the army i uh, had a couple uncles like one was a marine one was national guard so, so you come from a long line of them well i won't say a long line of them it's That's a long line to me it's it's it's, uh, I mean, I'm um, short, so I got to do something. <laughs> I don't know. It just, it just seemed like the right thing to do. I wasn't right. going to get it, you know, just chugging around in a normal job and doing all this. So I had to make a move. Plus, I wanted to serve my country. So, and, you know, what the hell? Mm. Well, while we're talking about it, thank you for your service. Oh, I appreciate it, bro. You're very welcome. I, for, I, I have no problem sacrificing for people like you. Don't laugh. Oh, fuck you up, dude. I'm leaving that alone. I'm not. Let's move on to how you wound up on the East Okay, Coast. at least for people like your wife. Fuck you. <laughs> dick. Such a dick. And, and, and to Mr. O'Reilly's fans, we used to do this every day. Every day. When he would go outside and smoke and, and complain about... Do they know about... The, my ex-wife the, the demon yeah oh yeah oh, okay so yeah. he'd be out there and i would just go out there to hear what he was complaining about the day and he'd be just chain smoking and he had hair back then so it was actually pretty funny and um <laughs> and, and we just talked <laughs> it was just hilarious we didn't talk i no, bitched he, yeah. and you listened and laughed yeah and why well, i would ask stupid questions every now and then. well yeah yeah you, she do that you're like yeah man oh yeah i hate did. that woman i hate that bitch yeah you got all berry wet on me <laughs> the greatest one ever is one day you looked at me and went you married her. <laughs> and I went, fuck, I can't argue with that. Let's go play some music. Yeah, let's go play some music. So so the Navy brought you to this side, to East Yes, Coast. yes. I, when I became a hospital corpsman with the Marines, uh, I got sent to Camp Lejeune. And, uh, I Which pretty is much, in North Carolina, right? Correct. Okay. And uh, I think I have a friend station there. Yeah, no, it's, it's actually grown a lot. I actually did one of my tours with uh, Souls Harbor in Jacksonville, North Carolina, not Florida. 
Uh, it was Hooligans or something like that, and that was actually my first show. It was with 10 years. I think I played there. So, yeah, it's not a bad venue, but when I was stationed there, it wasn't like that. It was all titty bars, pawn shops. And well, right. Working out. That was it. Yeah. You know, pick one or two. <laughs> <laughs> pawn shop, then the titty bar. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, it's grown a lot. It's grown a lot. Nice. It's, it's nice. So the Navy is what brought you over here. How did you end up going to AIM or – Oh, okay. I know you. I know you just said that you. Well, I always did the GI Bill to go to I, school. I never stopped playing. So, right. believe it or not, I, I played a couple bars in the Middle East when I was stationed there. They let me get on stage. And no shit. I'd bust out some stuff with the Filipino band or whoever the Russian nice. band that was there in the hotels, because everything in Bahrain was uh, um, in hotels. All like, gotcha. A vast majority, which is kind of a weird concept when you first get there, but after a while, it's like who cares. <laughs> Um, it gives a shit. Yeah, let's just go. And uh, so I, I always just played. And then when I got to Charleston, I got a divorce. Um, oh, you had a demon too? I love my daughter. Anyways, um, <laughs> so um, I got to Charleston and I was going through the divorce. And Hold up. Uh, let's wow. talk about the demon. <laughs> I, I really don't want to give her any credit or time more than than I than I have to. You know? Okay, well it's like rent free shit. All, all right, right, then I'll I'll say to her I'll say about your demon what I say about mine. If she was on fire, I would drink gas and then piss on her. <laughs> well, my daughter loves her, so just the the ignoring is about the best I can. Get. All right, fine. Yeah. Move on, because that would hurt my kid too much. All right, all right, all right, all right. I'm just gonna leave that there. All right, fine. No, no, I'm not editing that out. <laughs> I hope not. I want people to know I'm not complete total douche. He is. And there's like a nugget. <laughs> Only when it comes to your kid. <laughs> that's it. And animals. I like small animals. They're All right. Sure. Oh, that's why you like me. <laughs> oh, just, just, yeah, not as much since you're not as furry. <laughs> you bald bastard. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. Mom gave me shitty hair. Oh, is that what it was? That's where you're, you're, apparently your hair and your teeth come from your mother's side. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I got fucked up teeth. So the, the shit on my back, my mom has. Ooh, oh, I gotta ask that question. Ask oh, I'm gonna ask hey, it. Ma! <laughs> ma! It's a good thing I'm three thousand miles away. The the shoe will not hurt quite so bad from the distance. <laughs> <laughs> and it would land back in her hand too, dude. She had skills. Eddie Murphy, dog. Eddie Murphy. <laughs> so, Bitch, she's a shoe like a boomerang. Yeah. So I ended up um, coming here and. Of course, you know, you're when you're going through divorce, you're depressed. I don't care what anybody says. You're, no, going, yeah, you're going through failure stuff, and you're pissed off at yourself. You're pissed off at them. Pissed so off at the world. I I just started going to music stores again. Because I hadn't touched a guitar in like five years, my first five years in the military. I was in 11. And um, I just it just got me, and I was like, all right. So I started looking around, and I, I took an audition, and I said I'll need a month. And I played crazy training by Ozzy and tooth and nail by docking and I nailed it and they were like you're hard <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and, and I'm not saying I'm like all that but it was like the way I grew up and the knowledge I had I knew how to practice right so it didn't take me long to get back what I you know what I knew and it's set stuff it's not like I'm inventing it right so yeah but they were like holy crap and like I still see people here in this town like you're the dude that did tooth and nail in that bar that one time <laughs> I'm like yeah that was me <laughs> no, that was my other brother, Daryl. You know, but yeah, it was a great time, man, because it was half originals, half covers. They were called Joker's Wild. And man, it was just, it was a total different scene when I first got here in 99, 2000. Right. Yeah, I mean. Which here, by the way, is Charleston. Oh, yeah. The Charleston area. Yeah. 
the, the, the town, town you'll be moving like to in a year or two. Will you stop it? I'm just gonna fucking end this show now. I'm out of here. I'm gonna go get your wife. I'm gonna go get her. I'm gonna wake her up. Go ahead. You said no. Go ahead. <laughs> you know she takes out. I mean, she's gonna win anyway. She always does. But yeah, it was it was just really cool. And then it just one thing led to another. So like my reputation, it's just not. I mean, it's not a huge city like Atlanta. Right. Like Atlanta, you got to work hard. You got to work a lot to get a name. Like here, I ain't gonna lie, it wasn't that hard. Right. Because it, it, most people didn't have the technical ability. So I think that's what really separated me from all the school and the education. And even after even after uh, AIM, man, it just it just exploded again because all that knowledge. But right. a year after you started absorbing it and you're like holy crap you know like I why didn't do- i go to school when i was 10 you know right i can do all this <laughs> shit now oh my god so um yeah i just kept up in my game and getting in bigger and bigger bands and making more and more money and and of course that's what led to the, the other stuff and then on the downside you know once a, i you know couldn't really handle you know spiritually and mentally, you know, that I was pretty much an outsider in a lot of the, the drinking and the drugs. And I and I tried the drinking, and it was cool for a minute, but it's just, it's just not me, you know? No, I, I, I go through that because I don't, I don't do any of that shit. And uh, a lot of my – I guess I'll use Louisville because that's home now. I've been there for 11 years. But a lot of the, yeah. the Louisville guys, they, they all know now. But when I first moved there, they're like, well, fuck, you mean you don't drink? Yeah. What do you mean? You don't do anything? Like – no, I drink too much coffee and I smoke yeah. too much. But other than coffee, that, yeah. uh, no, I'm not interested. And yeah. it took a while for him to finally go. Oh, that's not an act. That's just how you are. Right. Yeah, that's. I don't do it for. I do it for me. I'm not interested in it. Yeah, it's. I've it's, been I down mean, that road. It sucks. It's cool. I'll do a. You know, have one in a shot or maybe just uh, blow it off. But that's it. But the the really funny part is when I started with these bands, I was still in the navy. Right. So I was working full time in the navy. And sleeping a little bit, and I was playing in these bands. And when I came back from the Middle East, I actually doubled down, and I'm in Beaufort. Paris Island was my last duty station. Right. So I'm playing in a band called Trick Knee, which is local, really good. Um, uh, Alan Price produces a lot of their stuff at Hybrid Studios here, and Alan Price uh, has been in a few regional, and he's actually Shinedown's uh, other acoustic guitar player when they do the acoustic tours. Oh, gotcha. So, and uh, he was in the band when Souls Harbor with me. Right. So that's how I met him and uh so there's a lot of lot of cool stuff here, a lot of cool history, a lot of a lot of cool people in the industry. But um as uh things just kept going up and down musically, it was just so hard to figure out where I fit in. And but when I was first started drinking, I didn't start drinking socially until I was like 33, 35. I'm not shitting you, dude. Fucking weirdo. Yeah, I was in the, well, I was in the military and it was such uh, a stigma of punishment. Right. Like, you know, zero tolerance, blah, 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 <laughs> you know, and dude, that's your money, man. And I had a kid at the time, you know, right. that's your money. And now um, I get it. I remember I was playing in a band and I, you know, I still had my high and tight and all that and clean shaven and people straight up thought I was a narc that was playing in the cover band circuit to catch people because I was never drinking. Uh, and so finally uh, I was like, uh, fuck it. And. Zima was my drink. That's my drink. That's oh my, my jam. God. Dude, I'm going to kill you. And then Smirnoff Ice. So people would be like, Did, oh, you got iced, man? I'm like, no, man, I like this shit. Dude, you drink Angry Orchard with me. I don't even want to hear that crap. That's At least I, I went up to that. That's because they didn't have Reds. <laughs> reds but you just too. admitted that you drank Zima. Dude, I have a case in my room. 
Then now? I, yes, I drink like I drink here. like one a week just to drop because it's not it's not in continuous production. So I wish there was a camera in here because I'm staring at the floor. <laughs> He, he looks like he's, he wants to kill himself. Dude, don't judge me. If alcohol is not important, you shouldn't be judging me at this level. That's all I'm trying to yeah, say. Yeah, but it's Zima. Dude, it's got a higher alcohol content than beer. So who's the pussy now? Zima. <laughs> <laughs> so me and this drummer, he got me into it. And we would just get trashed. And his wife was the singer. It's a band called Axis locally. And she just gets so mad at us. And, she, and she'd be like... I, I don't. Even, I can't believe he, he got you drinking. Now you both asshole and just stuff like that. We're like, <laughs> and we'd be so drunk we laugh. Like he actually fell off his throne one time, landed on a fan. You see his ass shaking. Oh my god! It was such a good time. See Zima. Yeah, that's what Zima does. Zima's, Knocks you, put your ass in a fan. It's all good, man. Because it doesn't taste harsh. You don't really feel like you're drinking liquor the whole time. And then about three or four in, you know, you're like, oh shit. You realize you're defending Zima right now. I'll buy that shit, bitch. <laughs> I'm going to ask for a shirt. I'm going to call him up. I'm going to say, can I get a shirt for my shows? I'm thinking about a tattoo now that we're on it. Jesus Christ. Yo, that Z's not straight enough, man. You got to redo that shit. Okay, so you still haven't told me how you got to AIM. How'd you pick AIM? Oh, so, uh, well, I was on this coast, and I just stayed. When I got out of the Navy, I just stayed because I was already gigging and teaching. Right. You know, so... Um, I got injured in the war or injured in the military, whatever. I don't know. If it, was, it really wasn't a war type accident, but I got injured while I was in the military. Right. And um, and I just stayed. And my my stepbrothers out here, my dad's out here, my brothers were out here on this coast. And um, and my daughter was in Ohio, so it just made more sense for me to stay out here. Right. And I was already, like I said, I was already rolling in, in cover bands and teaching. And I just wanted to be better, man. No, and, I get it. And I did all the research, and AIM was pretty much the East Coast GIT. And uh, they offered the military offered me a choice between the GI Bill and vocational rehabilitation. And I decided, I was like, well, maybe I'll just be a music teacher. So they sent me to AIM. And then I realized I don't want to teach kids because I'd probably choke the shit out of them. So there I have, it is. I have days where I want to. Yeah, man. Well, I meant like a public school, like oh, yeah, like a, yeah, like a no. real music school teacher. And then if I went to college, then I'd have way too many kids and lawsuits. So that just wouldn't be a good idea. Yeah, either. because they're usually over eighteen. Yes, and yes, and you can. Yeah, but you shouldn't because <laughs> you should here, not junior. get your meat where you get your bread. <laughs> Come here, Junior. <laughs> you and I are gonna talk. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you want to bring that B up? <laughs> Because if you don't, I'm going to whip your ass. <laughs> I, uh, I, I don't even know. Um, I'm not 100% sure if I ever talked about how I got to AIM. Um, it's a really short story. Involves uh, your car. <laughs> <laughs> this one time on tour. No. Uh, I moved to Atlanta from Columbia, South Carolina. So I moved to Atlanta, Georgia. After turning down the, that gig. Yeah. You ever spoke about that? Yes. Oh man. He is referring to the crossfade turndown. Uh which if my memory if my future planning memory, I know that's a, uh idiosyncrasy but it works. Charles and I talked about that last week. Oh, okay. It wasn't that long ago. Yeah. What was the band you were in when you told him no? S Trap. Yes. I was in S Trap. We were being looked at by Sony and some other places and Did didn't you know the guys that. in what Stardog as well or something like that? No, different band. Who? Huh? 
Oh, there's just a, a band. I think they're out of Columbia called Stardog. Really good. I, I probably just, knew them. Yeah, I, that's I what I, I just thought know. for some reason you mentioned them. But. I don't know. Anyway, right. uh, after all that bullshit went down, I was in a band called Maywater, and we swapped a show with a band called Exit Left out of Atlanta, and we ended up swapping three shows. I wasn't crazy about their drummer. They weren't crazy about my singer. Not as people, just as your drummer's not as good yeah. as you guys and vice versa. So they made me an offer that I couldn't refuse, basically. After a lot of courting, uh, they paid a bunch of shit, a bunch of fucking money for me to move down there. And I moved down to Atlanta, and within nine months, the band was gone. It was dead. The one dude took off with the financial backer, and it was just fucking stupid. So I was left with no band, a nine-month gap in employment going, oh, shit, I'm in Atlanta. How the fuck do I survive now? And about three in the morning, I never watched TV, ever. <laughs> No, no, no. This, this is the info aim infomercial. <laughs> yes, but 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 how I saw that infomercial, I, and I wrote about this in the book. Who knew episodic television would change my life? I never watched television Brilliant. until yeah, until um, thank you. I never watched television until all that shit with the band went down, and I started. My ex wife got me in the house. With Hugh Laurie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love that show. And then I got into Law & Order SVU, and I got into all these fucking legal shows. You're such a woman. When it comes to legal <laughs> shows, I am a total bitch. I admit it. Um, but you watch Suits and then come back to me and tell me how I, awesome it is. I, anyway, sorry. I was watching all these reruns. I was up, and I couldn't sleep. I was trying to figure out what I was going to do. I didn't have a job, this, that, and the other. And oh, you're a drummer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> cliches are cliches for a reason, kids. So I saw the the AIM infomercial that Tom Knight made. Oh, man. That's a bad motherfucker. At like three in the morning. Well, you know this, and people on my show that have been following the show know by now, he is the voice at the beginning of my show. Yeah. He was kind enough to do a voiceover. That's awesome. Me. Yeah, he's awesome, dude. Yeah. And he, by the way, he's won Emmys for his voiceover work. Jeez. He's, everything that he dude touches so turns to gold. I know, He's man. a fuck. Tom, I Tell love you. Tell him not you. to touch my wiener. You're <laughs> As much as I like gold, <laughs> I don't want it. I don't want it to be gold. I don't want to go with wiener. Um, but anyway, that's that's how I went. So I said, you know what? I don't have a band. It all fell apart. I I need to do something. So I went down to AIM and I I auditioned. You had to audition again. Yeah, I remember that. I auditioned and he threw some notes. I never forget it. Craig Harper. Uh, I love you, Craig. You probably never yeah, hear this, but I love you. He kicked my ass oh, on Craig. teacher. He was my drummer. Oh yeah. I I barely kept He's up. He's so good. Yeah, yes. But. Uh, Craig was the guy I had to audition for and he wanted me to play this groove and play that groove and play this groove and I nailed all that shit and then he put some notes on the board and I went <laughs> you're cute he's like I gotta go to the bathroom I had no I had no clue and and he said you have no reading knowledge at all and I said no I, I don't know what any of that shit is and he put a couple things up on the board and he said it sounds like this and he played it and then I played it immediately and he went okay you don't have learning problems you just don't know any of this shit and I said no I've never had a lesson in my life so he said I'll be right back Walks out of the room and he comes back five minutes later and he goes, "You take the three week preliminary reading course and you're in." And I went, "When did it start?" And that's what I did. That's like, yeah, man. You're, you're, and that's that's how I got in. You've been a badass since I met you, so I, oh, it's thanks. hard for me to imagine. That, I didn't know you were that ignorant when you started, motherfucker. <laughs> if but I dude, my, I, mine is mine is almost as bad. If I thought I could kick your ass, I would, but I know I can't. Mine, mine was. I with, knew how to play. I just had yeah, no yeah, theory. Same here, dude. I mean, I, I had been touring and shit because. In the book I write, uh, one of the things I wrote about was how humbling it was, and now that I'm talking about it, uh, probably a month or two before I uh, I auditioned for AIM, 
I mean, I was up, I opened for Vertical Horizon in front of fifteen hundred people or yeah. whatever. We packed the Georgia Theater. I was doing shit like that, killing it. Yeah, and man. then I go to AIM, and one dude in a room goes, "Yeah, you're not good enough." Do what? Yeah, dude. I, I thought yeah, I failed. Was, I thought I failed too until yeah. he told me that. Straight but up, I mine, just had to learn the theory. Mine was with Knight. Ooh, the owner of the school, Knight Driscoll. Yes, the president. Yeah. So uh, I'm went in there with my cocky ass self. I'm gigging. I'm teaching. Yeah, cool. He asked me questions. I thought he was speaking a different language. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> Well, the cool thing about Knight is he never raises his voice. Yeah, yeah. But, like, he was talking like we're talking, maybe even a little faster. Like, I knew what he was talking about, and I just yeah, thought, Knight, I was like, Knight, sir. Knight, Knight kind of talks like this, and then he'll ask you some random questions, and you'll have to look at him and go, what did you just say? Yeah, And man. he won't repeat himself. And I love him. Same He's thing. Awesome. He's like, you can jam. I can call out a key. You can get there. But you have a lot of gaps in your knowledge. And I straight up thought that was it. I went home. I was like, damn, I guess I'm just going to, like, get into <laughs> porn or something. <laughs> <laughs> You know, no, nobody wants to see that shit. Somebody does. There's no, something for everybody, no, dude. No, there might be some blind ladies no. that can braille that shit on the computer. I don't know. <laughs> blind braille porn. It's a thing. You Look heard it up. It. <laughs> you heard it. Your first kids. Blind oh. braille porn. So, <laughs> oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> I love you, fucker. I love you too, man. That was funny. All right, so you, after you graduated AIM, well, well wait, the, the, I think this, I find this kind of interesting. The whole time you were going to AIM, you still technically lived here. Oh, yeah, man. Um, so I was in voc rehab. They paid for basically 100% of everything. So the military from, from my injury. and uh, Damn, that's badass. I, I drove. I'm, I'm still paying my student loans. I, I drove back. <laughs> To Charleston, I think every week, but three or four for the year and a half, mm-hmm. and gigged and taught the whole t- the whole time we weren't in school. That's crazy. like well, we were in school, but the whole time class wasn't in. I didn't have classes. Right. So like Thursday night, I would ditty out, and I would come back Monday morning. I remember. I remember we would uh, we would be outside, and your car, your truck would be packed, and going again every weekend, dude. Every weekend, yeah, and I would just that's to make the extra money to teach and gig and. And yeah, Which man, technically it's Atlanta's on. not that far from here. No, it's like it? four, four and a half hours. Yeah, it's not bad. Depending on uh, that's not bad. <laughs> depending on that pedal on the right. True. Yeah, Yesterday yeah, yeah. we we rode up to Columbia, and Friday we were in uh, Savannah. Yeah. So we've done so. We've packed some shit in while we've yeah, been dude. down here. Well, that's Jesus the beauty Christ. of Charleston. Is stop close Just to stop all these stop <laughs> shut up. Shut the fuck up! <laughs> but you can't deny it. it. I mean, you lived in Columbia, dude. You know what I'm talking about. Shut. Once up. you hit 95-26, man, the world is yours. <laughs> <laughs> well, I live. <coughs> Louisville's pretty centrally located. Oh too, no, dude! I, I I'm like I'm like four hours from Chicago, four hours from St. Louis, two hours from Nashville, three or four hours from yeah, but Memphis. Like a portion of the year, it's covered in white <sighs> snow and ice, and fuck that shit. I mean, it's cool on a postcard, but I don't like driving in it. I don't like being I, I, I do have to say, the older I get, the more I hate winter. However, <laughs> God damn, it's hot down here. I it, forgot how humid it is down here. Yeah, you, it gets hot in Louisville, but it doesn't yeah, get yeah, as sticky. If you're smart, you'll just go from your car to your building, build a new car. You, well, I can say the same thing about snow. Nobody ever died from heat on the road. It didn't slip on heat. Well, and crash into well, a friggin' bridge and a truck and since, a deer and a since tree. You're, since you're going there, 
What happens down here is when it freezes and snows and shit, you motherfuckers lose your mind because you don't have salt trucks. Yeah, but you get in, to stay home it, no, and watch television. In, in Louisville, UPS basically said to the city, y'all get your shit together or we're moving the fuck out of here. So when it snows and gets icy up there, the only thing it's Oh, so you had, to, you had to have somebody get your shit together for you. It was way before I got there. Right. See, our UPS stays home, too. No, 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 no. <laughs> the main distribution hub oh. for the country is in Louisville. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's fucking huge. So That's they kind of tell the city what to do. Do they got the Covenant of the Ark there? Ark well, of the Covenant there? They got all kind of shit there. Isn't that the warehouse in the Raiders of the Lost Ark at the end? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a dork. <laughs> so you graduated in... Oh, January of seven. Yeah, I did, and then, um, and I, then came back here full time. Not that you yes. ever really left, but yeah, yeah, you did have a place down there for a minute. Yeah, I, I lived in Norcross, not too far from uh, Carl Culpepper, one of the baddest motherfuckers on this planet. Yeah, he is so damn used good. to teach there. Yeah, because that's where you would stay when you were during the week when yeah. at school, and then you come here and on the weekends. Yeah, yeah. And so I, you just never let your place go here. Well, I was. Uh, I think I was shacking up with my stepbrother, so I would crash there. And when I got back, I got my own place. But gotcha. Um, I did kick around staying there, and I loved Atlanta for what it does, but it was just so daunting by yourself. Yeah. You know, and I didn't want to get into the church scene, which a lot of guys in school were doing. And yep. Would now look at me, right? I do everything here, but it's a little different in Atlanta, the church scene. So. Yeah, it's it's very, and, and this is not a slam. It's, it's a fact. It's very old school gospel. Musically speaking, it's old school gospel. Yeah. And that's a particular style. It's very fast. It's very swung. It's swung so damn hard. It's almost triplets, but it's not. Yeah, that's how hard a lot of that shit is. Swung. Well, I mean, and it's 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 lucrative, so it's cutthroat. Oh yeah, you know, there's a lot of things. And I, it's I, like the Nashville scene, <clears throat> except smaller, and, and only in churches. Right. And I can't, in good conscience, go and hunt a job down at, in the Lord's house. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm like, hey, uh, I play guitar. I want a job here at your church. Pay me. <laughs> Like the the church gig I have here, they found me. And I can't in good conscience. I can't. I can't because I'm not going to church to find money. You know, I'm going to church to find some answer for my you know my craziness or something. You, you are a better human being than I will ever be. Because I like have that. I have chased some church gigs. Because oh, guess what churches have money. money. Yeah, and, and I get it. I'm not passing judgment. It's just personal for me. Just like you know, like you have a personal preference of ice cream or something. I just can't, in good conscience, go there and ask to do what God's gift and make money from it. But if they come to me, I'm okay with it. So it is a, it is a, th- and they did. They came to me, and I, but I still took twenty percent of of my pay and I gave it back to the church. I was like, they're like, we'll give you five hundred a month, and I was like, well, you, you give me a hundred a week, which is you know four, and you keep the other hundred as a tide. And I felt I was like, so I'm giving back. I'm doing. I'm making money. So everybody wins. I got nothing. That's all good. You're a, you're a better human it, being than it's me. It's not better, man. It's just how I rolls. You can roll all you want, but you're still a better human being than me. <sighs> no, no, yep. no. You got married, so you're, you're all right. You're doing good, man. You, you got a good partner now. Oh, well, I didn't say that I wasn't an amazing human. I'm <laughs> awesome. The A word again. Oh, Lord have mercy. Look at me. I'm amazing. <laughs> you know I'm amazing. You just don't like that word. You like that other word. It's just, you know, it's like calling everybody dear. It just loses its power when you just say everybody's amazing. I haven't heard you not say somebody was amazing yet. That's because the people that I ever talk about, they are actually legitimately amazing people. I got that, but I want to hear the word for not so amazing people. What is it? 
douchebag, fuckstick, <laughs> waste of human That's life. not even close Stop to me. Breathing. It's just straight on the other side. Your mom should have swallowed. I can keep <laughs> oh, going. <laughs> Holy crap, dude. There's like no middle ground for you. No. Amazing. And then everybody else. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> well, think about it. Well, I, <laughs> jokes aside, I don't, the, everybody else, I don't, I don't keep those people in my life. I don't need that negativity shit. Yeah. I'm borderline. Stacy accuses me of being negative and I, I tell her all the time, I'm not negative. I'm a realist. Well, if you do put your mind to it, you could do, no motherfucker. I cannot climb a 47,000 foot tree. <laughs> not going to happen. I can't go up Mount Everest. Mount Everest. I can't even talk. I'm, that's not me. Right. That's not being negative. That's. A realist. Yeah. Realistically, well, there's just, no way in hell I'm going to be able to do X, Y, and Z. That's just one of those differences between men and women anyways. You know? Right. So, Which we're not going to go down that road. No. Because you'll get me in trouble. Well, I can say it, and you won't get in trouble for that, will you? No, no I'm kidding. Just, I'm kidding. Just, dude, uh, your wife's awesome, dude. She She's won't a, give two shits. Oh, did you just say my wife was awesome? Mm. Yeah, because she is. How many mm. times have I used that word since you've known me? Mm. Like three? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And one of them was you, so mm-hmm. you got one left. <laughs> <laughs> oh, motherfucker! <laughs> See how easy it is to do that. Uh, I'm gonna save that one. <laughs> you gonna save it? Yeah, I'm gonna use other words for other people. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, just think about the people that you surround yourself with that you call dear friends or close friends. <sighs> That's a small sort. Exactly. So list. when you when you actually think about it and you use a word like amazing, those people really are amazing. Yeah. And they usually, Or there's something amazing about them. Yeah, or there's something amazing about. That's why I use that word like that. Yeah. Because Stacy, she's an amazing human being. She really is. She's an amazing woman. That's why I married her. Yeah. It no. Took me fucking nine years. Yeah. I get it. it took people. me nine minutes to like her. That was pretty cool. Yeah, she's awesome. Yeah. So anyway, so what do you got coming up? What's going on? What's on your plate, um, sir? <clears throat> well, once you move here, <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, <laughs> propaganda. Between <laughs> you and my wife, I'm gonna pull out what little dude. Fucking I, I, chin I, hair I told I have. you you got a year. I'm gonna give you a year before you have to come here. So. Oh my God! Thanks, honey. I appreciate it. No problem, it. man. I know it was you're mighty, so mighty wide of me. I get it. You're so sweet. Thank um, you know oh what? God, I've you. um, I've just finally figured out I'm just stuff kidding. for me. You know, um, I lost a bunch of weight. I'm getting in better shape. You do look great. Thank you, man. I um, told you that the other day. That's why I didn't yeah. tell you on the show. But you do look. No, great. No, no, man. It's 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 the happier I am, the healthier I am, the better, and the more music I want to do. Right. Like, I I'm just like so open to trying new things and doing stuff. But at the same time, I'm so less tolerant to people's BS. And I think that's an age thing. I don't know if that's just a happiness thing. I think it's both because I've always been douchey. I, I admit yeah. it. I have no problem admitting well, it. But the older I get, the longer my arm's length becomes that yeah. I keep people at my the well, whole. I, I think we recognize kind of the things that don't need to be in our life and we're better at defending against them and right. dodging and stuff. Right. Well, and, and I can't speak for you. I can speak for me. I'm. I've been doing music in some capacity for 30 years and I've been in huge bands and I've been in shit bands and everything in between. But I, I, I have learned to recognize that look when somebody just wants to talk to you because of what you are or what you do. And I don't give a shit. Right. Versus somebody that wants to compliment you and say, Hey, I enjoyed that. Thank you for what you do. And then they move on. And then there's the people that show up and they've got to, Hey, man, my cousin's uncle, sister's brothers on my dog's daddy's side used to play drums. You should see him. He's good. Yeah. Dude, what? How is that even? Fu- that lineage is not <laughs> fucking pop. Get away from me. 
and you know exactly what I'm talking I, about. I do, man. I, it's happened to me last night, actually. I, <laughs> <laughs> I had two gigs last night, and um, I guess this guy was having girlfriend problems, and I'm doing like a kind of acoustic gig. And you became his therapist. Yeah, man. And his like kept calling out song, man, you know. And then I told, unfortunately, I told him where the second gig was, and that motherfucker was there before I got there, and he was <laughs> ten times tighter. And yeah, man, that like security had to watch him because it was a benefit show, and right. so it was a lot of people. And you know, he kept doing the like one foot on the stage and hopping up. I think at one point he like almost knocked over my mic stand, and and I, you know what? I'm so much more tolerant of that shit, but I'm so less tolerant of opinionated people. Right. Like, oh, you should do this or you should play that. And it's like, bitch, if you could do it, you'd be here, not me. True. And and I mean, and but I I don't I still don't give a lot of attitude. But when somebody says something, I will speak to them like an adult. Right. You know? No, I'm the same way. I'm I'm never yeah. rude to it. I yeah, myself you, off. I, I'm not for the I'm most part. hell for that one, Stephen. Yeah, that's a lie straight from my mouth. For the most part, I'm not rude to people. Now, I will be very short with you, but I will never be rude, like just out and out rude, unless you're a complete fucking asshole. Yeah. So I'm not. That's why I say I'm never rude to people. Or I an arrogant drummer. Rude, or an arrogant drummer. Wait, what? Um, but I think it's it's a difference of being tolerant of somebody that's having a good time, and being tolerant or intolerant of somebody that's just out to prove a point or prove that they right. know more than you do when they're not doing anything. Like the guys that uh, you've, I'm sure you've heard me talk about on the show, the impress me bro stance. All right. Fuck you. You're down there. I'm up here getting paid. I win. Yeah. See, I don't have to impress anybody. Yeah. See my arrogant ass doesn't even look for that. Look, well, you can't help it, but see it. I don't do when I'm in the zone. I am. I'm a completely different person now. I used to, you know, be all business like that. But right. now I'm like, I talk to people. I, you know, shake babies, kiss hands, whatever. You know, I just truly feel like. Uh, I think the one thing like that really turned me off from medicine. Going back to it was the jadedness of the environment. Right. And I feel like there's a lot of that too with us. So I feel like you don't know what kind of bad day. And a lot of times people are in a bar to forget their problems. So, oh, absolutely. That's so I'm not going to add to it. Even if it's fake and phony, I would rather them feel better about the encounter and me go about my day and not give two shits than them to know I don't give two shits and feel bad about it. Oh, no, no, no. Mm. I, I agree with that a million percent. I don't really let anybody know that I don't give two shits. I yeah. talk shit about them when I get in a car. <laughs> Like this motherfucker over here. Oh God man! Damn it! And he smelt like bad cheese too. Oh. What the fuck was that bitch eating? Jesus! No, but <laughs> no, you're you're right, and and I've said that. But it took me a long time to learn that, dude. I used to be like, I'm here for the music. Like people were like, oh man, Gene Simmons says everybody only in it for the pussy. Blah blah blah. I was like, bitch, I didn't go to music school to get laid. You know, I'm like, I ain't got time I, for that. I shit. just had this conversation with Stacy. Not shitting you. Oh, three days ago while we were here we were just riding around talking about looking shit. at a new apartment fuck you <laughs> you stop and i told her i said uh we were talking about dudes that get into this for for the to get booze laid and all that bullshit variety, and I, said, yeah. I never that thought never crossed my mind and this is yeah. where my arrogance shows big time i've never had a problem getting laid that's not yeah, an issue for well, me. I, mean, I don't need music to do it. That don't mean the music didn't make it fucking easier. Yeah. But I, I, that was never why I got into it. I wanted to play music. Yeah, for sure. And, and I've come to terms with, like, 
quote, my ship has sailed. I get it. I understand. Fuck that, dude. It's the fucking age of the internet, man. We can get no, no, this no, no, shit no. done. I, so. That's not what I'm talking about. I can play. I will play until I die. I yeah. will be successful. I'm not worried about that. That's not what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, go back and listen to Steven's uh, podcast on success. You like it? Yeah, it was really good. I really like the I really like the mentality. Thank you, thank you. Which is pretty much what we do. Yeah, it it is. So I'm not saying that I'll never be successful or anything like that. I'm a success just because I woke up this morning. I don't mean that arrogantly. I successfully got up and I've already accomplished some shit today, and it's not even two o'clock yet. But what I'm getting at is the the what we grew up with seeing the the huge bands and the huge tours and the huge record deals all that shit's gone oh yeah man that shit does not fucking exist anymore. bill graham dying stopped all the fucking rock stars <laughs> dude he's serious man because then a ticket master and all those things pearl jam fighting yeah and then now the record companies and and i hate to say this but there's that movie called artifact you seen it not yet oh dude it's um about uh 30 seconds to mars lawsuit the $30 million they tried to sue him. Mm. Uh, somebody and, was telling me about that. And I and don't to get see me it. wrong. I mean, I know a lot of people think Jared's a pretentious ass or this or that. I ain't got no beef with the guy. I like a lot of the music. And I yeah, I met them in Atlanta that one time. I had to fix get Jared's guitar fixed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the coolest thing about, about it is he really explains the modern industry. If you want to do this or you have a fucking inkling, watch that movie. Yeah, I need to I need to watch that. Somebody else was telling me about that. Uh, and, and he's got a lot ago. of one interviews off of a lot of musicians and their perspective. So you get these all these people that have sued their label or been in this position mm-hmm. talking, not just 30 Seconds to Mars, but he breaks it down like a fucking, here you go, students. You know, and it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's it, dude, it fucking changed my whole thought process, which is why I was like, I got to talk to Steven about learning a new podcast. I got to do this. I got, cause yeah. it's not like it was when we were kids. Mm, no, man. it's not. And, and to, to piggyback off what we were just talking about, I, yesterday I was trying to figure out, um, everything i did with s tribe was was a very short window and we did a lot of shit and then i was starting to think about all these different bands and the windows of time and then for some reason because my brain is so fucked up i was trying to figure out how old i was in the 80s because i was born in december so technically i was born in 74 but i really wouldn't have been 10 until december of 84 right so it's just kind of weird so i always have to add a year but the point i'm getting at is i was 13 14 in 88 89 90 so I grew up through all that bullshit, through the whole Nirvana thing, th- through everything. So I've got to see it at its, I guess the the correct word is its biggest point. Well, and you, I've just you, watched it crest and go to shit ever since. Well, you got there at the end of the hairband yeah. into the grunge. Yeah. It, but even then, grunge, call it what you want. And it did definitely change music history as we know it. Alice in Chains rules. Yes, absolutely. But they still, they were still making money. Yeah, yeah. They, there was still an industry. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. I'm not even talking about. Oh man, and the whole Napster thing that changed the universe. Yeah, the, yeah everything oh, changed. Everybody still shit and thinks it's cool. Yeah, and that and that's what I'm getting at. It's it's not that I don't think I'm successful or I'll ever be successful. There's just different levels. And thank you for plugging my first episode. Go back and listen to it if you haven't. But there's always going to be different levels. But the shit that you and I grew up with. That level that does gone. not exist yeah, it's anymore. Gone. It's gone. You ain't going to get in a fucking room full of your high school buddies and do shit. No. If you do, one of your dads is fucking rich. <laughs> That's about it. True. And Taylor Swift, that shit. True. But can, can I say something? You can um, say whatever you want. No, I meant like this is, this is I'm preaching, man. Oh, shit. You know, and, and, and I'm not going to change the world, but I really thought it was shitty 
that all these people jumped on. And you know I'm not a Lars Ulrich fan as far as, you know, I don't think he's the greatest drummer. It's not like if I told a kid, you know, you're going to play drums, listen to this motherfucker. Right. Metallica is Metallica. I right. mean, there's no right. fucking doubt. No. But this man was protecting his intellectual and creative process. And everybody said you're greedy and all this. It's just because you have money doesn't mean it's okay to steal from him. Right. Like, you can fucking buy a $5 cup of coffee that lasts you 20 minutes. And you're going to bitch about a $1 song that will last you the rest of your life. Yep. And people don't understand. Like, you ever wonder why your favorite new band goes away? It's because you fuck steal from them. Oh, yeah. The baby bands need the money to fucking go. Oh, for sure. And the vast majority of that income now is being, you know, on tour. And the labels are even doing 360 deals now, which you'll learn in that movie, Artifact, is they're taking part of all your merch, part of your tour, because they're making up for all the shit that people steal. Yep. And I know it seems like, you know, this is what we do, and it seems like we're fucking squares for paying for music. But you are. You're you're taking somebody's dream and you're stealing it and you're making it harder for them to, to bring that music back to you. you that can't, next album, whatever. You, you, know? you can't go to McDonald's and say, give me a fucking cheeseburger and walk out and not pay for it. Yeah. You just can't. And, and I get what you're saying because that's that's always been the argument. How much is fucking enough money? It's not about the dollar amount. It's yeah. the principle of it. If you go to work... You want your fucking paycheck on Friday. Yeah, you picked a better job than somebody else or you got lucky and made a few million or whatever. There, there is that, but what I'm getting at is if you go to work, you want your paycheck on Friday. Yeah. And when you when Friday comes and your paycheck's not there, well, where's my fucking money? Well, we had about 470,000 people decide they wanted they wanted part of your money, so they all stole it. Yeah. We and, gave it to them. And I know it seems like we're preaching and we're, we're calling you bad people or whatever if you do this. But you just just really think about if you like a band and you download that shit for free, you are cutting their throat. You're making it ten times harder for them to stay together, pay mm-hmm. their bills. And that's the one of the things that people don't realize is a lot of people give up in this industry because they can't pay their bills. Right. They have to get day jobs. You know, and then finally do that. They can't pay their for their, their child support or their you know, to provide for their wife and their kids. Right. And I could go on tour yeah, right man. now. I, I'm way more than qualified to go on on oh, tour. Definitely. I can't because there's no money in it. Right. Because I have them gimmicks called bills. Yeah. Them gimmicks come every fucking month. And, and baby bands that people don't understand what these guys sacrifice. Fuck no. Remember, I was talking to you about Deep Field. Those guys were opening up for Puddle of Mud. Mm-hmm. Fucking one of the largest bands at the time. They had like how many number one hits? And they were making about four hundred a gig. Yep. Five guys. Well, four, and, and the, they had a record. Four, yep, four. They had a record out. Four guys and a and a road slash tech guy. Yeah, so five guys living off four hundred dollars a gig. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I yeah, I make that here and I don't leave. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I don't leave. I don't go. To so I mean, not to harp on, but please, people, think about what you're doing if you want to see your favorite band succeed. Help buy their shit. Just buy their shit. Yeah, you fucking go out, buy a cup of coffee, and you're just gonna piss out in an hour. You or know, you bought them hundred and fifty dollar Amber Crombie and Fitch jeans. <laughs> That's my favorite. Is that your favorite? Well, just to I say know that. some girls fill out jeans pretty damn good. I'm just no, saying. they're not my favorite, motherfucker. I shop. I, I am a well dressed person, but I shop at Goodwill and fucking <laughs> Marshalls well, and Ross. You, I do Amazon. <laughs> I don't do that because I got. A, I'm shaped funny. I have to try it on first. Oh, but poor it, baby. I know it sucks. But right. it's it, no, you're you're 100 percent right. In in um, there's another movie that kind of goes along with what we're talking about. Have you seen Hired Gun yet? Heck yeah, man! How fucking badass was that? Yeah, and then what, except for Billy Joel's story, that was. Whew. 
But I mean, yeah. people kept screwing him, and he he got in defense mode and screwed the people that helped him. You know? It just well, yeah, it sucks for Liberty DeVito, but yeah. that's kind of the same thing. You look at these bands yeah. and you think, oh man, they're they're doing good. no, they're not. There's nothing. I think the only guy in that story that did any good was the dude from Jason Hook, right? Five Finger. He was like everybody's side guy and finally got an offer for a yeah. band. And yeah. luckily, and that's what he says. He goes, I got lucky yep. yeah, that this band could have took a dive just like all the rest. You yep. know? But that's that's the cool part about it, though, is if you if you do what we do and you just keep working and keep hustling, you'll be fine. And you'll yep. be able to be successful and do all that kind of stuff. It's, again, different levels of success, but at least you get to do what you want for a living and what you love for a living. Therefore, you're not going to work. You're going to do what, if you do what you love for a living, you don't work a day in your life. Yeah. What do you think about the versatility aspect of that? Like play everything, play everywhere, play all the time. I, I agree to a point. And, and what I mean by to a point is there's a lot of shit I can play and there's a lot of shit I just cannot play. It's not in my wheelhouse. I, I'm right. horrible at it. And it's not fair to the music. It's not fair to the other players. So the, know your weaknesses and be okay with it right there's nothing wrong with admitting you cannot play something dude that's not my bag i can't play that when i was in atlanta i used to get calls for jazz gigs all the time and i've told this story before but i went to a jazz gig and i fucking bombed <laughs> and at the beginning of the he paid me at the beginning of the night when i showed up holy shit. which was weird and at the beginning of the at the end of the first set toward almost to the beginning of the second set i handed him his money back i said i have botched your gig here's what you paid me I'll sit over in the fucking corner, and when you guys are done, I will get my drums, and I will leave. Because I have not done you justice, I have not done your music justice, and it's not fair to anybody. And I got more referrals off of that than my playing, because he appreciated me being honest. Was that Bill Hart? No. Oh, man. No, it, no, it wasn't Bill. Oh, Bill's, I, I, if Bill asked me to play, I'd be like, uh, no. No. <laughs> I, I'm well, not just the even fact that he would have asked you would have been an honor. Yeah, I'm not even on your fucking plane, dude. Damn. Um, but yeah, but, dude, but, that's badass, man. That's good shit. But the point, well, thank you. But the, that's why I'm telling you that because too many guys will admit whatever their instrument. Well, yeah, I can fucking play that. They won't admit what they cannot play because they view it as a weakness. It's yeah. not a weakness. You can't play traditional 20s and 30s swing jazz yeah, and admit you cannot play it. Fuck no. Because no, that shit is super hard and it's super precise and you yep. have to do it a certain way. Yeah, and <laughs> and you got to be traditional about it. You, mm -hmm. No inflections, no little pick squeals no, and vibrato. You, and No, you and, can't do and any And people of that think shit. that stuff. They're like, oh, I can do it. Like, no. No, you can't. But that's, that's a lifestyle. But that Right. But that's what happens in a lot of situations is people will not, they won't admit what they can't do. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, man. Motherfucker, I can't do it. I'm not your guy. But you know what? I know four other guys that can come in and crush this. Yep. And you'll be fine. Everybody wins. I think there you I've said this almost every episode you have to have an ego to do what we do definitely but when your ego gets too out of control and you're an arrogant fuck that's when you don't work nobody wants to work with you no yeah it took me and a while I know to a lot of guys too. like that yeah. that nobody want they're stupid good people don't want to work with them cuz they're they're too hard to fucking be around yeah that it took me a while to realize that that and it actually came from actors and comedians that um you know they're like hired the less of of the two actors, but they liked him as a person better. Yeah. And I kept hearing this, and I'm like, fuck. And I always told I was difficult, but I always felt like I was professional. But at our level of the game and our industry, professional is a is a, a concept. Yeah, true. <laughs> because what one person thinks is pro, another person might think is lazy or yep. too much. Like, too much will turn people off, too. Like, 
You know, you, you, you can't hire me to do a bling bling strum gig. I mean, you can't. Right. But that's just like, you know, getting a nuclear warhead for an anthill. I'm like, dude. <laughs> uh, and people do it. They're like, hire me because of my name in town and because they've heard my resume or whatever. And then they'll go, we just want you to do solos instead of, or this or that. Right. And I'm like, so you want me to sit here for a minute and a half, two minutes before I, I do anything and then play again? And they would prefer that. And I'm like, dude, you hired the wrong guy. Yeah. It's not me. Yeah, dude, I'm freaking, I'm Tim Reynolds to freaking, you know, <laughs> Dave Matthews. I'm not freaking, I'm not, no offense, I'm not I'm not a Tom Petty kind of guitar player. I can. Right. You know, but that's really not why you should hire me. Right. You should hire somebody that likes that shit. Well, and I think what you said a second ago is, is super important about being able to hang with people. Um, I don't remember when it was, it doesn't matter, it was a long time ago, but I heard a uh, an interview with Scott Ian from Anthrax. Who I really want to hang out with that guy. Yeah. He seems so fucking I just cool. want to yank on his beard. This one. <laughs> That's because you're a fucking fruitcake. <laughs> I know. Um, anyway. Boundaries. He, boundaries. Yeah, boundaries. <laughs> don't step over those boundaries. Yeah, don't give me alcohol if I lose my boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, I really like your goat. Can I gank on it? I'm just kidding. Uh, but he said something that was really cool. They were, they were doing, um, they were having somebody come out to, I think he was talking about when they, when they were changing singers, when they were going from. Belladonna. Belladonna to the guy from uh, uh, Armored Saint. John Bush. Yeah, whatever. John Bush, is that his name? I think so. Joey Bush. Joey? Joey? No, it was no, Joey John. Belladonna and John Joey. Bush. Okay, yeah. Anyway, point Armored is, Saint. doesn't matter. They came, when he they flew him out to do his audition, they hung out with him for about three days before they even played music. And Scott Ian said the whole point we did that was we wanted to make sure we could hang with this dude. Right. Because if he wasn't a cool hang, I don't give a shit how good he could sing. He wasn't going to be in. And there's a lot of truth to that, and it makes a shit ton of sense, especially when you're on that level, because you're gonna be right. on a bu- you're gonna be on a bus with this motherfucker. Yeah, you better be. How's their hygiene? Yeah, you better. <laughs> That's make a damage. big one. Yeah, you better make yeah. damn sure he's a cool person. And and there's a lot of truth in that. Oh, definitely, man. I mean, it's it's. I didn't really realize. I just always did that that whole concept, that whole story of you know, cream rises. You know, be so good they can't ignore you. But there's a point if you ain't the boss. Yeah, you better you better be able to play well with others. Yeah, you got to be able to play with not just musically, but as a human. And and it's a hard balance because like some people, especially if you get like the musical director gig, like you did for that your cover band and stuff, like you get to the point you have to do all this work and then still be nice oh, even yeah. when shit ain't going well. Oh yeah, that's freaking almost impossible. It is because they it look sucks. at you like oh you can't handle pressure well. He's just a prick, and then you're gone. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so much of that. It's, it's not as simple as people think. It's not just playing your instrument. It's not just learning songs. It's so much. Oh, it is. You know, and it you is. could be the nicest guy and just have a bad moment and piss off the wrong dude, and you just lost a gig. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yep. You know, That's why I'm laughing. <laughs> it's happened. Yeah. So, <laughs> and, and but but a reputation, like you said, is is, is uh, so important. That's the one thing I defend with my life. Like, I will not do something if I know I can't because people are like, oh, blah, 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 arrogant. No. Defend your reputation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you can't do it, don't get a strike just to prove a point. Right. No, I don't. Yeah. I try really hard not to put my name on anything that I think is going to be shit. Right. Now, that doesn't mean I haven't. I'm sure I have. Yeah. But as a, I don't consciously do it. Well, if I don't think something's ready, fuck you. I'm not taking it out. Yeah, I'm yeah. not playing but it. You that can only, song's not ready. Nope, it's the, not. The unfortunate part is you can only do that for yourself because there's a lot of shit bands out there that people think are good. Yep. And you're like, I don't want to do These guys suck. <laughs> and then you're like, well, you know, it's easy hundo, and people don't think they suck. They pack out the place. 
Oh, it's better than washing dishes. Yeah. <laughs> so that's hard, you know? Like, you that's, know. Yeah, that's where you got to swallow your pride. And go, yeah, and that's, and that's one of the seven deadly sins, man. Put that pride in your back pocket. Mm. Go play. Build up your resume. Build up your chops. Yeah, but that's when you become a backdoor douchebag, and you're like, this is not my band. This is not my band. I'm just filling in. This is not my band. No, this is their band. I'm just filling in. Yeah. I'm just a fill- Oh, yes, I'm just filling in. See, I opted the other way. I don't say <laughs> shit, but thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Oh, no. awesome. Thank you. I say thank you, followed by... This is not my band. Yeah. I'm just a villain. I just got hired for that. I'm only playing for the night. Yeah, I'm. I'm yeah, dude, make sure I, I do that. The less I speak, the less <laughs> trouble I get in. So, yes, thank you. Well, I you will find this funny. I do. I handle all the business for gas money, and I do all the contracts and all that bullshit. But when we get in front of people, especially in the private or corporate setting, I make Todd my guitar player. I make him talk to everybody. Yeah, it's, it's I avoid him. Unless they want to meet me because yeah. they've been dealing with me on the phone and through all that shit. And then I still go, yep. Oh, yeah, dude. Have you met Todd? He handles everything in person. <laughs> Divisional labor, baby. Divisional labor. That's why I don't have to the deal with The general runs that shit. Hey, man, go over and give me a coffee. <laughs> no, I don't do that. I don't do that. I would Not never anymore. Do that. I would never do that. But when we do, like, when we do weddings. You lying? <laughs> shh, shh, shh. Don't tell anybody. Todd, you're giving away all my secrets. Uh, when we do weddings and stuff, I make Todd MC him. Nice. I don't. Well, I don't have my singer it, do it, and not because he can't do it. Todd has a better voice. Yeah, well, I call he, Todd. That he's he got probably the has voice. a dynamic personality that appeals to people too. You, well, you Todd, recognize Todd and Chuck connections. Yeah, yeah, Todd and Chuck both do, but Todd's got a better radio voice. Yeah, and he's got this. He's. I don't know what it is about his cadence when he talks. When you, I know you haven't got to that episode, but he does it on his episode when he's on my show. Oh yeah, yeah. I make him do his radio voice for me. Awesome. It's fucking great. That's awesome. But yeah. but that's why I do it because his voice when he when he's has to do the announcement that the bride wants us to do from the stage they fit his voice better than chuck doesn't mean chuck can't do it just fits todd's voice better no it's cool man i mean yeah but it's that's good business yeah it's it's the reason i bring all that up is because it's it's knowing again knowing your strengths and your weaknesses i'm not doing that shit and i don't want to go talk to people not because i'm afraid of the way i look or anything like that but i know that i have resting douche face (laughs) I'm very aware. You do. I remember the first time I met you, I thought you were pissed. Well, you probably were because you're going through the divorce. True. But <laughs> I mean, like when you're not doing anything, you just have a you have a mean mug. You I know? do. I yeah. can't. I, and, I, and I don't. I, I can't help it. Yeah. That's the way. That's the way God made me. So, but yeah, when the bones, once I got to know you, I was like, man, this motherfucker's a pussy. Whatever. Yeah, this dude's awesome. Yeah, He's yeah. amazing. That's your it. word. Say it. No. Uh. Uh-uh, uh. I'm saying it. He's amazing. <laughs> No, man, Steve has always been a drummer on my mind since I've been at school, man. And, you know, when he moves here, it's going to be awesome. (laughs) I'm ending the show right here. I'm fucking serious. I'm ending the show. Plug all your shit. Um, Where can people find you? Well, I have a website. I don't really keep up with it much. JasonGoson.com. Spell it. J-A-S-O-N-G-O-S-I-N-E. Dot com. <laughs> dot com. Um, so, and then, of course, Facebook. Uh, I'm, I'm really kind of sh- shitty on everything, which is kind of why I wanted to reinvent myself with these podcasts and do some stuff from your inspiration. And uh, going back to the what's going for me is I'm literally just doing everything I've always wanted to do. Uh, covers, different styles, originals, different styles. I'm just not going to say no anymore. Right. And if something doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. If I don't like it, you know, I'm going to be like, hey, man, this isn't for me. No, I get I it. I can find somebody. But I just, I'm at a point in my life where it's just, 
it's just fucking everything. And it's just beautiful because that's what we were. When, remember when you were kids and you first picked up your first pair of sticks or whatever, and guitar for me or, you know, bass? It, you had this this passion that was just like infectious. Like you didn't want to do anything else. Right. And I've been struggling to find that. And finally, it was. I think a lot of it was just our happiness. Is we get adults, we get bills, we get burdens, we get the responsibility gets in the way. Yeah, that, that's a cliche, but it's true because I still kind of feel that way. And then I go to do something, and I go, mm, "LGNs do awesome." Yeah, man, that's it's, fucking it's, great. Oh, my phone bills do. That's great. Yeah, and it and it sours it. So I'm trying it does. It makes desperately to separate my joy from my life and it's such a hard thing but i do it's so much like you know if something happens i just try to laugh it off and people probably think i'm a dick for that like oh he's laughing at my plate (laughs) you know but it's like i'm trying to i'm trying to find the positive in in the in the situation to get through it without burdening because like a lot of people like like i don't understand blues guys they're like oh man yeah i play the guitar i'm I'm like i can't i can't attach that negativity to that right and i won't and i never have and i don't know if that just sounds weird maybe that's why i suck at the blues but uh, <laughs> could be but i mean i played blues gigs and people liked it so but i think learning to speak learning to talk in the same way when you're upset you, i don't really feel you have a lot of positive things to say so why would i transfer that to my instrument and say somewhat negative shit on my guitar which might sound cool if i'm playing metal right you know but it, that's not going to communicate to the person i have to feel an energy to send to that person and the, and the guitar in my fingers or whatever is, is my delivery system you know i don't man, know you just got all philosophical dude it ain't man it's simple you walked that in a, shit wasn't simple you walked in a room and somebody comes in with a fucking bad attitude and all of a sudden everybody in the room's like motherfucker you know how is this any different and no, I, no and, i know i'm just and music and i know that's it might be kind of hard to, i never thought about that it might be kind of hard to convey that on drums but i'm sure as a drummer it, it doesn't seem that hard to you it, it can be hard but what i have found is if you if you play with dynamics and you act like a goofball because drums as a whole non-musicians don't understand they don't have a fucking clue how difficult and complicated and all that bullshit that that drums really are and yeah. i'm not i'm not playing a fiddle i'm just it's a fact yeah, when, yeah, when yeah. you talk to non-musicians about drums they're like wait what what are you talking about but that's probably 80 percent of the reason why i play the way i do live it's to let pe- people are gonna they're, they're gonna want something to look at right they're coming to see a show not yeah listen to a show thank you that is my one of my big things but that's why i play the and, way i do dress nice people Yes, please, God, stop looking like fucking shit. Um, but they're going to come see a show. It's I feel it's my responsibility. If I'm up there, I have to do something to ha- make them have a good time. Yeah. I can't run around and shake my ass like y'all can. Oh, I, I know, dude. I, that, that, was actually, that was actually the second thing about it is you're the best. I mean, I, I love me some Tommy Lee and some of these guys, but you're the best drummer showman I ever saw in person. Oh, change. change, dude, and and it's funny because he'll come off stage and his fucking neck is sore and his head hurts because he overdid oh, his yeah. uh, drum hits. And if, if you don't understand what I'm saying, do you have that? It, yeah, it's on. The, it's on YouTube. Yeah, it's on YouTube. Oh my god, tell him. They've, I've plugged. Them oh, off. okay, dude. They're tired of me at this point. I don't give a shit what anybody <laughs> says. If you want to do rock and roll tricks, you got to watch Stephen O'Reilly. Period, oh, man. Geez. I don't hit myself in the head anymore, though. That shit was funny. I know. I can't do it anymore. That shit hurts. I'm not gonna. I'm totally showing my age. I did it one night, and I I had the uh, 
I, I had the bottom of the stick hanging out of my hand a little oh. too far, and I kind of went sideways, and I so, like sideswiped my own head oh, and cut my head open, and I was like, you know what? Not going to do that one anymore. I, th- I honestly thought one time you were going to put that end of your stick through your temple and kill yourself. I was like, how has he not done that? I, well, that one time I did it, that was the last time I did it. I said, nope, I gross. can't do this anymore. But, dude, it, it's so amazing to watch you play, man. Oh, stop. That's enough. I, I appreciate it. You, my friend, are an amazing, amazing guitar player. I used amazing twice. That's you all know you're what? You're an amazing person who plays drums. Suck that one. Oh. <laughs> Give me a high five in the microphone. Yes. All right. Jason, I love your face. I love you too, man. Thank you so much for letting me do this with you. Shit. Thanks for thanks for having me. And uh, introducing me to your awesome wife. And uh, let me know when you guys need a U-Haul or whatever. Oh, Jesus. Dude, God. I'm not going to stop. You can just hang that shit up. You haven't stopped in four or five years. No, man. Actually, I tried to get your ass not to move there. when you Now it's you just getting worse. Well, I had too good of a deal. Yeah, no, I completely understand. Yeah, but now it's just getting worse. because. Oh, now I got your old lady. Don't ever call her that again. She ain't here. She's sleeping. No, but I know, but I hate that. Oh, do you? I can't stand it. Oh. I think it's rude. No offense. Oh, okay. Wait, she... fuck that. Fuck you. Don't ever call my wife that again. All right, man. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> but now that she's been So here, you're, you're better half. Well, you can call her that. Yeah, I, I got to find something. I'm a creature of habit. No. Since I've been chastised for the OL. No, I just. By I've, the OG. I've always found <laughs> Good save. I like that. <laughs> now that she's been down here, now it's going to be worse. Yeah. Now I got is. two of you. Yeah, man. But I mean, dude, you know, like you yeah. said, you're feeling the itch. Don't don't deny it. Well, it just you got to do what's right for you, you know. And that's another thing, man. I do, and you, and you know what's right? Hitting the stop button. Hitting the stop this. button. Well, that's it, kids. That's the show for the week. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you got something out of it. At least a few chuckles and a few laughs at Jason and I busting each other's balls. Uh, he is a good dude. He's a great player. He's done some cool shit. Uh, I'm pretty fortunate to have some amazing people in my life. Yes, Jason, amazing. Your favorite fucking word. I, I'm really fortunate, and I consider myself fortunate every day. Uh, I hope you guys dug it. I hope you got something out of it. Make sure you check out Rusty's Cool Guitars. I will put the information in the bio of this show or in the show notes or whatever you want to call it. The 15 of you that listen, probably six of you will actually read those. Uh, but seriously, go check out Rusty's Cool Guitars. It's an awesome cause. It's an awesome thing that they've got going down there. And the shop is amazing. That's right, Jason. I said amazing again. It really is cool. Uh, I will, in a, about a week or so after this post, I'll throw some pictures up that Stacy and I took of the shop. It's a really cool place. So go check that out. Make sure you... Keep up with all your local musician friends and make sure that you check in with all your buddies and tell them you love them. I'm feeling kind of sappy today. I don't really know why. It's just a sappy fucking day. Hey, it's a sappy fucking day, all right? Wow, that was bad. That's it. I'm out. As I say at the end of every episode, go do some shit. Seriously, leave it. Fuck out of here. Go do something. So until next time, I will talk at you soon.